We want a million dollars in unmarked bills. A million in marked bills. A car. A car. Orange soda. Orange. Yeah. No, don't mind him. What else? What about a helicopter? Oh, oh, man. Come on. Oh, a soda. Come on. A helicopter. Come on. Orange soda, please. Here's some orange soda. Orange soda. Hey, I love orange soda. Is that true? Uh-huh. I do, I do, I do, I do. Or for this week, should I say, ah, here it goes. Welcome back to Thank Fucking God It's Friday. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to be talking about Keenan and Kel, a show that had one character who got his start on CNN, on Real News for Kids, and one character who had a MySpace uh, death hoax. What? I don't know either of those. (laughs) I mean, if you had to guess which one was which. I think that Kel would be the death hoax and Keenan would be the CNN. Yeah. Uh, CNN show Real News for Kids was where Keenan started as an entertainment reporter. Oh. Uh, and then Kel had, there was like, in 2006, there was like a death hoax that started on MySpace <laughs> and apparently was like sent from probably Hotmail address to Hotmail address or whatever people used back then. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's not dead. No, he's, he's not. <laughs> he's been on several reunions of like all that in the last couple of years. One within like the last few months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On Wild and Out, which I literally didn't know was still on the air until I was looking this stuff up. I had never even heard of it until I saw the people from all that, like a, a picture show. from it. I just didn't know they were still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> just a second. I'm going to deal with Ellie. So yeah, Keenan and Cal. Great <laughs> show. It was on Teen Nick. Yeah, Snick. I feel, it was, I feel like it was on Teen Nick. Teen Nick wasn't a thing until later, wasn't it? No, Teen Nick was a thing. I don't think so. I do. Let's look. (laughs) Teen Nick. Come on, Wikipedia. (laughs) List of programs broadcast by Teen Nick. Maybe it was later. I don't know. Let's find (laughs) out. That's in April 2002. Okay. I guess it was after the show. (laughs) So, Snick. (laughs) It was on Snick. It didn't premiere on Snick. It premiered, I think, maybe like six months later or three months later on SNCC or like it started airing on SNCC later, but I remember it mostly from SNCC. Although I didn't really watch it a ton. Why not? I don't know. I, I have no idea actually. (sighs) I do remember like a lot of it. Like, of course I remember the orange soda and the different catchphrases and stuff, but yeah, the the Coolio song, (laughs) right? The Coolio song is Great. And it's like, I was thinking about that earlier today. There's not a a lot of shows left now that have like written theme songs for the show. Like Big Bang Theory is the only one I can think of. And I'm sure there's others. I don't watch a lot of them. All the shows (laughs) I watch seemingly have like this ominous like piano or violin music or like some shit like that. Like Breaking Bad just got like the instrumental stuff. Game of Thrones Thrones. has like a five minute epic. Yeah. (laughs) Westworld just has, like, the piano. Like, 
I want I want a song by Coolio where he references Siegfried and Roy and Abbott and Costello and Penn and Teller and Nancy Magic, Drew, Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, a lot of things. Yeah, I remember the song like super well. I mean, I don't know the words necessarily, but that part at the beginning where it goes, ah, oh, here it goes. Yeah. Doom, uh, doom, doom. Coolio wrote and directed the. Uh, opening sequence thing. Oh, really? Yep. It was his first directorial debut, <laughs> which I remember Coolio most from the song Fantastic Voyage, the cover of the Lakeside song, Fantastic oh. Voyage, which I feel like most people remember him from. No, I remember him from Gangsta's Paradise. Yeah. And subsequently, Amish Paradise. <laughs> <by Weird laughs> Don't know Al. that one. <laughs> the Weird Al song, Amish no. Paradise? What? <laughs> I feel like every... What? Nope, I don't know that. Oh, well, after we're done, we've got some things to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Keenan and Kel premiered in July 1996 and ran for four seasons, wrapping up in July 2000. And like I was saying, it was generally part of SNCC. And that was the best night of TV, in my opinion. Like, I think I liked it more Mm -hmm. than TGIF. Well, I mean, you had like this, you had all that. Later on, you had the Amanda show. I didn't really watch. I didn't watch the Amanda show. I like at all. the Amanda show. It was good. <laughs> but feel bad for Amanda Bynes still. Yeah, um, but you had like Alex Mack and Clarissa mm-hmm. explains it all, and I think Pete and Pete was on there for a while, and just very very solid shows. I didn't really like Ren and Stimpy that much, but everything else was pretty good. I liked Ren and Stimpy except when they did the close ups. Like the oh, yeah. super close ups of like some disgusting feature on their skin and yeah. like boils and like pimples and hair and all that. Yeah, where they added like way too much detail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the show is set in Chicago, which is unfortunate. Thank Should've God it it's Detroit. not. Thank God it's not Michigan. I know. Like I noticed in one of the episodes, Keenan was wearing like a Chicago Blackhawks jersey. I'm like, uh, the Blackhawks <laughs> suck. Fuck Patrick Kane. Fuck the Blackhawks. I, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what team that was because I don't know hockey that well. And the front of it was covered up. You could mm. just see the sleeves. Yeah, but I mean, it had the logo. That's yeah, but I fair. don't know what the logo is. I just is. realized as I said, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we follow Keenan and Kel. Keenan Rockmore and Kel Kimball. Keenan comes up with schemes to, like, get rich quick or to get them out of having to do anything. Yeah, he's very lazy and then ends up having a bunch of things happen because of what he's trying to do to make life easier on himself. Yeah, Kel goes along with it despite seemingly always arguing against doing it at first. And then he just goes along with Keenan. And Kel is usually more clumsy, ditzy, and he loves his orange soda. Yes. Who loves orange soda? Kel loves loves orange orange soda. soda. Is, is it, it true? true? I do, I do, I do, ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of 90s kids out there who can quote that word for word as well. <laughs> yeah, and he said that it's like the number one thing he still gets requested to say. Oh, really? That and the ah, here it goes. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, they had a bunch of catchphrases. So there was the orange soda, ah, here it goes. And I think Keenan says like, why? A lot. Yeah. There was also a thing where I think Chris, who is Keenan's boss uh, at the grocery store, Rigby's, Chris would say like a word, like it happens in one of the episodes, it says bamboozle or yeah. shenanigans or something, and they'll, they'll like both repeat it like, 
Huh? Yeah, like questioningly. Yeah, I think that happens with a lot of adults. Yeah. And then in one of the episodes, it's actually switched on them. Yeah. Where the robbers do it to them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the other characters in the show, we have Cheryl Rockmore, Keenan's mother. Roger Rockmore, Keenan's father, who is played by Ken Forey, or Four, I don't know how you pronounce it, who is in uh, Dawn of the Dead. He's like apparently a big, like horror movie actor. Oh, I don't watch horror movies at all. <laughs> Me either. I just looked it up. <laughs> got uh, it. <laughs> then you've got Kira Rockmore, who is Keenan's younger sister. Kyra. Kyra? Yeah. I prefer Kira. I was saying Kira in my head, and then while I was watching it, I was like, oh, Kyra. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's in love with Cal, either way. Yeah. <laughs> she is very briefly in one of the episodes we have uh, today. Not really a big part of these. She is a bigger part in, in some other ones, though. Um, and they use her adoration of Kel to their advantage sometimes to get things what they want. But usually she's just trying to get Keenan in trouble. This is going to sound weird, but I was trying to realize how she was familiar to me. Mm -hmm. And this says that she was on Gullah Gullah Island, which I also remember. Okay. <laughs> I remember the show. Nothing. I remember the name of the show, and I remember the song. I don't know the of. song. Gullah Gullah Island. Oh, okay. Gullah Gullah Island. Yeah. Why that's in my brain. Ugh. Why I watched it, I don't know, because I was nine when it came out. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> and then the last main character, I would say, is Chris, the convenience store, grocery store um, owner. And Chris looks like, I don't know, he looks very... Similar to me on, like, the grainy version of the episodes I watched to Ken Marino. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I do, so <laughs> I'm going with it. Yeah, he he seems like he's probably, like, around our age. And yet, I remember, I don't know if it was one of these episodes or one that came on afterwards. He was, like, talking about his, oh, it was afterwards. He was talking about his mom and her eating mashed potatoes and was like, my mom will love gumming these. And I was like, how old is your mom? If you're like <laughs> our age now. <laughs> well, I don't know. I pictured him being in like his 40s or. I don't so. know. Maybe he was. He, but he, still, even then, yeah. like his mom wouldn't be that old. He either lives with his mom or his mom lives with him. It's unclear. <laughs> either way, they live together. So yeah, those are our main characters that we've got in, in Keenan and Cal. Cool. And I kind of saw the show as a spinoff of all that, even though it wasn't really that. Mostly because of Keenan and Kel both being on all that. Right. So they normally aired back to back. One <laughs> or the other was before the other one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got asked together, basically, do you want to do a show together? Uh, and, and like they said, the conversation took like 30 seconds. Like, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. And they were the first uh, African-American leads on a show on Nickelodeon. Nice. In the... Network's 20-year at that point history. Wow. Yeah, and it was developed by the person who created Sister Sister. Yeah, Kim Bass. Kim Bass. Nice. And uh, executive produced, at least at the beginning, by a man named Dan Schneider, who was also one of the show's writers and producers, but he was also uh, on things like All That, The Amanda Show, Drake and Josh, Zoe 101, iCarly, Victorious, Sam and Cat, Henry Danger, Game Shakers, the Adventures of Kid Danger. All these shows have been on Nickelodeon over the last like 20 plus years. Huh. And I read that 
in March that Nickelodeon actually parted ways with him. So the first two seasons of the show were shot in Orlando at, I assume, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon Studios, Studios down yeah. there. The last two were shot in L.A. because they wanted to feature more celebrities on the show. And there were a lot of celebrities around the show, like TLC was on it, Aaliyah, Usher, Britney Spears, as she was on apparently every fucking show <laughs> in the late 90s. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, lot, of, lot, of, lot of celebrities on it. You would think that they would have been able to do that with Nickelodeon Studios, too, because all that had musical guests all the time. But Yeah, I guess. The show is also Milton Berle. His last on-screen appearance was on Keenan and Kel. Oh. Yep. He was in the series finale, the made-for-TV movie, Two Heads Are Better Than None, which I almost <laughs> was like, we should do that one, but I didn't make, feel like making you watch that long of How thing, long but, was it? I mean, it's like three episodes long. Okay. That was a good call because I would not have been able to fit that in very well. <laughs> Just stop making the puzzle and watch the show. <laughs> Katie has a color puzzle on her coffee table right now that I'm pretty sure she's doing as a way of procrastinating, cleaning, and getting ready in case she gets to move. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I started it before that, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was using it as a break in between things while I was cleaning. That's okay. I'm looking around the room and just that she took a lot of breaks. I'm definitely cutting that out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Uh, And I guess finally, before we get into the episodes here, the original title for the show was not going to be Keenan and Cal. Uh, They had a a laundry list of different show ideas from things like Homeboys to (laughs) Me and My Homeboy and Me and My Friend. And finally, they were just like, fuck it. Just call it Keenan and Cal. I mean, that was probably a good call because Keenan and Cal were so popular on all that. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why I thought that it kind of was a spinoff. Right. If it was something different, then maybe it would have been more vague. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I loved Keenan and Cal. I loved Cal more. And I think that that was the consensus yeah. that people liked Cal. Because, I mean, it's a kid's show and Cal's super goofy and wonky and stuff. And so people liked him. And uh, I, I wish that Cal was in more things still. But we'll get into Cal a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree about Kel. <laughs> I kind of see Keenan as... He's I mean, the he's the man. straight man, yeah. yeah. And so he is more serious and generally more normal, except for the fact that he is always coming up with these different schemes and stuff. So In the theme song, it does say Keenan be scheming, so... <laughs> nice. I didn't actually look at the lyrics. <laughs> you don't have to look at it. You just listen. I can't pick out words that well in rap songs. <laughs> Racist. So the first episode we're going to talk about is Bag and Sag and Kel, which aired on January 4th, 1997. And the TV Guide description is, it's time for the grocery packing contest between Rigby's and Angus's. And thanks to Keenan and Kel's plan, victory is in the bag. Or is it? Oh, look at those <laughs> wordplay. Uh First off, ridiculous premise for an episode, so I love it already. Yeah, I remember this episode. Like, as soon as I started it and saw, like, the grocery bag, I was like, okay, I do do remember this one. I didn't necessarily from the name, and I think that's because on all that, there's a character called Bag and Sag and Barry and and Bag and Sag and... There's a girl. I forget her name. Barry and... 
Mary. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that the title was a play on it, which if you have a moment, look, just go look at the titles to these episodes for Keenan and Cal because they're all great. They're all wordplay <laughs> or just like allusions to like famous things. For uh, some reason, <clears throat> the, so I watched Ditch Day Afternoon. I bought the episode on Amazon. I couldn't find Bag and Sag and Cal on Amazon. I can tell you why. Uh, it does not appear on reruns and is not available on a lot of places because of licensing for a song. Oh. It uses the song Mama Said Knock You Out, and they don't have the licensing for it anymore, so... Got it. Yep. Interesting. So it is not really rerun or put on anywhere for purchase. Okay. Well, this episode was directed by Kim Fields, who plays Tootie on The Facts of Life. She also is a character on the show later. I believe she's one of the teachers. Yeah, I think it said a principal. Mm. But yeah, she directed 25 episodes. Yeah, a lot of the uh, episodes were directed by former child stars. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, um, and her sister is also on the show. She plays Sharla Morris, who was a new employee at Rigby's at the start of season three. That is an unnecessary hire based on how many people I see in Rigby's. <laughs> As customers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was at least one in these episodes between the two of them. <laughs> yeah, between the two. Anyway, uh, so we start with, like I said, the opening song and skit with uh, Keenan and Cal in front of the studio audience. Yeah. Uh, Keenan tells Cal, save his energy for the show. Cal, ah, here it goes. And we go into the show where, A, here's my starting notes. One, Keenan is a shit employee. Two, Chris is a shit boss. Three, <laughs> Cal has nothing better to do. And four, why is there an arcade in this convenience store? Yeah, I noticed that too. And it just says video game at the top. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was a little ridiculous. Um, and I also wrote, is this the shittiest convenience store in Chicago? Because like, it doesn't look like anything is set up in any order in this grocery store. No. Uh, it's very small. It doesn't look like there's any refrigerator anywhere. <laughs> there's... Like a whole bunch of film on the wall. Yeah. Like <laughs> the little canisters of film, which I thought was hilarious and like definitely dates the show a lot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, kind of going back to Pete and Pete with the film, fil one hour film yeah. thing. <laughs> Chris gives both of them a broom, says, you know what to do with these. They start playing hockey with uh, ding dongs or something. Uh, yeah, like it's that. like a ding dong. Um, and Keenan does like a knuckle puck if you want to use his uh mighty ducks character <laughs> he was filming mighty ducks too when he auditioned for all that oh really yeah wow yeah so the ding dong kind of goes wonky and hits this guy straight in the chest and gets a big chocolate smear on his shirt yeah. it's angus who's played by dan schneider oh Me? that's dan schneider yeah. yep oh, okay <laughs> Yep. Uh, one of his late last acting roles, he decided to just be full-time writing and doing stuff like that. Interesting. Uh, Angus, of course, anytime that the name Angus is used in like a TV show or a movie, I feel like it's a fat person. Yeah. <laughs> like always. They don't like, it's never just like this little skinny guy named Angus. Nope. I can't think of any Anguses. Well, I actually can't think of any Anguses, period, but... <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie The Pest with John Leguizamo? No. Or maybe his name's Argus. Same. It's got a similar sound. 
Either way, Angus is in there because it's time to talk about the bagging competition. Yes, grocery bagging. Yeah. <laughs> so they're competing to see who can bag groceries the fastest. And I guess <clears throat> Angus, his store always wins. 17 years in a row. <laughs> we'll settle this at the contest. What contest? Oh, it's just a little bagging competition thing. <laughs> Just a little bagging competition thing. Let me tell you something. For the past 17 years, Chris and I have been having a bagging contest to see who can bag groceries the fastest. Ask Chris how many times he's won. Uh, Chris, how many times have you won? Minimum? Minimum? I'm sorry, Chris. I, I didn't quite understand that. How many times have you won? Never. I have never won. You've never won once in 17 years! <laughs> Keenan blew it last year because, of course, Keenan sucks at bagging. He's lazy. <laughs> yep. And then he has this, like, kid come in carrying the trophy, and he says that, I don't remember the kid's name, but he's like, he's from Baghdad. He's good at bagging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, okay. His name was, like, Sonny or something like that. Yeah, so. I can't remember. Uh, it's not with an S, but he he apparently is like the bagging champion of Baghdad because <laughs> puns. And so he gloats. They leave. Uh, did they make the bet at this point? No, not the wedding bet yet. I don't know. No, they didn't make the bet yet. Um, Keenan is training for the bagging and is apparently exhausted from it so yeah he like falls on the ground tired right yeah and this woman comes up and she's like can you check these out for me that's our one customer actually <laughs> she says can you bag these for me which she doesn't even like want to buy them i mean she does no, I think but she says ring she, them up or something she says bag oh. i'm pretty sure she says bag and um so kel steps Step in, in yeah. and does just that just puts them in a bag and does it at lightning speed. And she's like, you didn't ring them up. And they're like, just take them. Cause yeah. they're all excited about how good Kel is at bagging groceries. Uh, so Kel is good at bagging. Woo. Which <laughs> is a common like thread throughout the show. Like remember the, do you remember the episode where you find out that Kel is actually a genius? I don't remember it, but I saw that. Yeah. Like he gets like a, I, his score is like 96 and he's like, Kel, you got a 96. 96. A 90 is a genius. And Kel's like, oh, man, I wish I got a 90. <laughs> 96 isn't that high. <laughs> I don't know what IQ test they're taking. Uh, and I don't know why. That one leads me to another tangent of when Kel was on Sister Sister. Yeah. Um, so he's on Sister Sister and he like, I think he's playing ed the good burger character he's playing something similar to that okay and he runs into them and he's like whoa are you an experiment and they're like no we're sisters we're twins <laughs> he's like how do you know which one of you is you <laughs> and they just like look at him <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're at where chris and keenan get super excited about kel being able to bag and they say that they're going to win this contest now. And they start jumping up and down and Kel does too. But yeah. I don't think he knows like why he's jumping around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they actually have him bag every item in the store in less than an hour. <laughs> and Angus comes in and is like, oh man, must have had some sale. <laughs> well, and before that, they also like bribe him to do the contest 
by giving him orange soda. Oh yeah, free orange soda. Who loves orange soda? Angus sees that Kel is an excellent bagger, which, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and he wants to buy his services. $50 an hour. And this is where I immediately wrote down, Keenan is a shitty friend. <laughs> yeah, that's so much money an hour. Yeah, like, it's probably more than I make right now. <laughs> it is, it's more than I make, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would 100% be like, Kel, take this job. As long as you can milk that out, take the job. Even though it's for like two days until the contest, like he's still going to pull in like a grand for working a couple of shifts. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So Kel is very nervous, though, about this competition. He says he doesn't do well in competitions, references, trying to spell hippopotamus, H-Y-P-P. <laughs> I have a embarrassing story about hippopotamus, the word. Yeah. In ninth grade English the class that you used to teach yeah. at the same school. I, we were like reading out loud and it was something about the brain and the word was hippocampus, but out of my mouth came hippopotamus. <laughs> oh, that's not as embarrassing as I thought you were. It's not like a, our chemistry teacher, her biggest fear was when she's talking about organisms saying orgasms. Yeah. Like I, I live in constant fear of it. <laughs> but how have I remembered this for almost twenty years? Anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cal has a fever dream of sorts, and he's like in a bag of groceries, and everyone is yelling at him, and Orange Soda is yelling at him, yeah. and he freaks out and wakes up, and he's like, "I know what to do," sort of thing. The next day at work, they get into a fight. What's it gonna be, Cal? I don't know it yet. His I mean, answer is no. Oh, what? Kel can't talk for himself? And like, I can talk for myself. Kel, just tell him. Man, does he always tell you what to do? Because I must get old. Look, look all I'm saying is... Don't say anything, Kel. Hey, can I finish a sentence for once in my life? Well, why don't you just let me handle this? Hey, hey, I can handle this myself. Bro, you can't handle cartoons by yourself. <laughs> hey, you better stop pushing me, Keenan. Oh, yeah, what are you going to do if I don't? Or maybe I won't win that contest for you, Keenan. Well, who needs you? Yeah, fellas, fellas, let's not bicker now. Joy, Joy. <laughs> All right. Angus, you still offering $50 an hour to work for you? You bet. Say hello to your new employee. <laughs> Cal Keenan! Come on, partner. Let's get out of this dump. <laughs> let's. Hey, Keenan. See you at the bagging contest. Now... I need you, you have the episode open on your computer yeah. and I need you to go to the beginning of this competition and as Angus and Kel come in with the music. <laughs> She's into it. Oh God. She <laughs> is great. Now... This woman is trying to dance to Mama Said Knock You Out Hard, and she's not doing well. Yeah. Uh, but later on, because they had they'd made a bet uh, that the loser has to wear a wedding dress and work at the other person's store. Yeah, and the wedding dress is, like, behind them. Yeah. Later on, when the competition's over and they put the wedding dress on Angus, spoiler, uh, 
the look on her face, she's like super overacting for an extra. And it's just <laughs> hilarious to me. Like all of the extras in this show are so funny to me to watch. I rewatched most of the scenes with extras a few oh, yeah. times. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the competition is ridiculous that there's even that many people. It's like 20 people, maybe. There's a lot of people in there. Why are they there for this? I would say it's actually maybe more than 20 people. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, they start bagging these groceries. Before and... that, if I may. Oh, okay. Keenan, no, Kel has my favorite line of the episode where they ask him, like, are we ready, ready? And Kel says, you know, we're in there, in there like swimwear. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Okay, that doesn't apply to this, but whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Kel is bagging these groceries. They're both bagging groceries, trying to race each other. There's actually not that much to bag, but it's taking like way longer than it was taking Kel to do anything earlier. And yeah. Angus starts yelling at Kel because he's like slowing down or something. And Kel passes out. <laughs> he faints. And Keenan and Chris are like, what should we do? Keep bagging. And they do. And they win. And they put the wedding dress on Angus. And he has to... Do it and everyone leaves like, so, immediately. I wasn't paying the closest attention during that whole dream part and yeah. after. Do they show that they were making this be a scheme or do no. they just talk about it later? They talk okay. about it later. So at this point in the episode, when I saw Keenan just like keep going, I was like, he's a real good friend. Right. <laughs> His friend passes out right next to him and he just like keeps going. Nope, but then uh, Angus is outside and everyone leaves, and they tell Kel, you can get up now. Kel, you didn't really faint? No! And what about the fight you guys were having? We faked that too. <laughs> it was all part of the plan. It was the only way we could be sure we'd win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me that we beat Angus through trickery and deceit? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. I love you guys! But I need to know, did Kel get paid? Good question. I need to know if Kel got that money, because, like, he would have only worked there for one day, presumably. Yeah. And probably just bagging stuff for, like, four hours. So he... Did he get, like, 200 bucks? That's a lot of orange soda for Kel. It's a lot of orange soda. And he loves that orange soda. He does love orange soda. (laughs) Um... And that's, uh, that's the end. It ends with Keenan and Kel back in front of the studio audience. Keenan hits on some girl and takes her backstage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one of the few episodes that do- does not end with a scheme from Keenan at the end. But Kel still ends it with the ah, here it goes and roll credits. Yep. I-, I picked this one because I did, like you said, I remember this one. Yeah. I remember the competition and I remember Kel's dream, like... Yeah, which, that was like vaguely familiar. Which my, just to go off topic, my dream last night, <laughs> uh, I think with Derek and Ann, I was talking about little big league and major league and rookie of the year and all those things. My dream was a mixture of rookie of the year where I was like pitching to that guy at the end, except the mound was like super high and slanted and I couldn't <laughs> stand on it and I kept spiking the ball into the ground and also... <laughs> He was trying to murder my friend and I was trying to save her. And also I was part of like this thing where I was like trying not to get caught for a pre-existing murder that I had done. And it was like (laughs) the movie Secret Window, except I don't know if that's the name of the movie. Uh, There's a lot of weird stuff that happened in my dream last night. 
Kelstream, I remember. Anyway, I like the episode. <laughs> I remember it. Uh, the show was basically what I remembered. I, I feel like I thought it was funnier when I was a kid, but it was still pretty funny to me now. I still liked I'd like I'd watch the episodes. I'd go back and do it. Um, I think there's funnier episodes of the show. I like the ones that involve Keenan's family a little bit more. Like I like the dynamic between Kel and everyone in the family with the sister loving him and everyone else hating him yeah. and all of that. Uh, so I want to give this one three and a half grocery bags out of five. All right. Yeah, I like I said, remembered this episode, and it might be the only one I actually remember. I'm not sure, but definitely the bags um, when he's like bagging all the groceries really fast. I remembered that really well. Um, it's a good episode. I I mean, if I remembered it, then it has to be <laughs> <laughs> decent yeah. enough for me. Um, I don't know necessarily that I would. I don't know necessarily that this would make me want to go and watch a whole bunch of Keenan and Kel. I did only because they are on a playlist on daily motion. And so it just kept going. And so I watched a couple more actually the Christmas one. That's I think um, the episode right before this almost made me cry. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Keenan um, is saving up his money to buy this mountain bike yeah. And he goes to the store and the Santa isn't there. And so somebody asks him to be Santa. And then when he's there, there's this girl whose bike was stolen. And her brother is like, I don't want anything for me. I just want a bike for my sister. And um, the mom says that they don't have any money to do that. And she was just going to tell the kids that Santa got lost. Yeah. And he uses the money that he was going to buy his mountain bike with to buy them both new bikes. Aww. And he goes to their house. And That's drops nice. them off as Santa. That's nice. It was cute. So I actually like that episode better than this one. <laughs> well. <laughs> but I'll give this one... <laughs> I'll give this one two and a half wedding dresses out of five. Okay. Let's go to a review. Episode break. Yeah. <laughs> this review is from Fun Fun Frankie via iTunes titled Love Love Love. It says, I absolutely love this podcast. It's hilarious, and the hosts are so entertaining. There's so much 90s nostalgia, and they really cover it all. Mm, I don't think we do. Uh, Not yet. No, we're getting we're, there. We're, slowly. <laughs> this is definitely a must-listen podcast if you're a child of the 90s. Thanks from Allie from Weinenstein Podcast. Yes, and Weinenstein is one that I basically binged all of within like three days. They read R.L. Stein books. Like, they're just the two of them reading the book and they'll put in their own commentary and sometimes they act like they're reading it, but it's their own words and it is very, very funny and they rip really hard on a lot of the characters. I always laughed when they were reading Beware the Snowman because the title of that book is Beware, comma, the Snowman. So they would always say Beware, comma, the Snowman. <laughs> and that comma has no place being in that title. Beware the Snowman. Like a dash, maybe not a comma. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> so Katie yeah. has made me start to read an R.L. Stein book. Have you started it? I haven't. Okay. I'm reading my adult books. <laughs> yeah. So we're reading the horror at camp jelly jam. 
which is a book that takes place at a sports camp. I'm sure I'll get there. It takes literally I know. an hour to read I it. I know. <laughs> I know. Anyway, <laughs> before we get to the next episode, let's talk some random stuff here. Specifically, I want to talk about Good Burger. Did you ever see it? I did not. Oh my I goodness. don't know how I didn't see it because my sister and I were always saying like, welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Yeah. There's that one. And do you know the We're All Dudes song? Mm-mm. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. And we're, we're all, all dudes. dudes. Yeah. yeah. I'm a dude. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that song was on the soundtrack to Good Burger and it <laughs> charted at number 101 uh, on the Billboard Top 200. I do remember that song now that you sang it, and I'm pretty sure my sister and I also sang that song. <laughs> uh, so, Good Burger, the character Ed the Good Burger guy, started as a sketch on all that. Uh, Which one plays him? Kel. Okay. He created Ed the Good Burger guy during his audition for all that, so he did that as part of his audition yeah, for Yeah, I remember Good Burger mostly from all that. Yeah. He uh, said that the voice and character was a mix of Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan's voice and the Bayside voice from Saved by the Bell, like talking over the... The intercom? Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of combined those to create Ed the Good Burger guy's voice. <laughs> um, a lot of all that cast members make cameos. Um, Shaq was in the movie. Well, was like Lori Beth Denberg in? Lori Beth was. Okay. And uh, Josh. Uh, Server. Yeah. They were both on there. Linda Cardellini. That was her big screen debut. Oh, really? Yep. She was a crazy girl in the psych ward who falls in love with Ed. <laughs> Flashback to our Freaks and Geeks episode. Didn't mention that credit. Yeah. Linda Cardellini says that that role is her sister's favorite role of hers. <laughs> She wow. gets to be a crazy person. <laughs> um, there were over 1,700 pounds of meat on the set. And like most of it was inedible because they would use like glue on it to make sure that it would look good for yeah. all the shots. They couldn't like eat it. <laughs> and the ice cream was like made of something or the shakes were made of something else. But the movie made, uh, it grossed $23.7 on a $9 million budget. I'm not really surprised because, I mean, I think a lot of... People our age probably saw it in the theaters. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't. I definitely saw it in theaters. And then, <laughs> again, I think in theaters. Uh, a sequel script was made where they would like go to London for some shit, but it was turned down. <laughs> <laughs> that seems... Wise? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that that needs to be made. No. Uh, they actually reprised, Kel reprised the role on Jimmy Fallon in 2015 with Keenan as well. And there as uh, his construction worker character. I watched that before I came over. It was pretty funny. <laughs> cool. One other movie note before we get to the second episode here is another movie that's close to my heart for being bad. Mystery Men. I've never heard of this. You've ne it's a Ben Stiller movie. Uh, I'm shaking my head. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So Kel plays Invisible Boy on, on Mystery Men. He can only be invisible when no one is looking at him. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's it. He can only be invisible. No, Mystery Ben, it is kind of funny. Who else is in it? I'm I'd actually looking it up now. Oh, Janine Garofalo was in it. Yeah. And William H. Macy. Yeah, there's so many people in it. Oh this. my gosh. Hank Azaria, Greg Kinnear, Jeffrey Rush, Lena Olin, Eddie Izzard. 
That is a lot of people. Yeah. William H. Macy plays Shoveler. <laughs> I need to revisit that movie because, like, it's bad, but it's good. It's one of those things where it's it, still you still like it. It has a 6.1 on IMDb and a 65 Metascore. Not the worst. No, it's it's a ridiculous movie, but, like... <laughs> Yeah, Kel, Kel's character was funny to me just because, like, he literally couldn't be invisible unless no one was looking at him. So, like, they need him to sneak in somewhere and he, like, ask them all to turn around. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like, he doesn't really fit in with the rest of that cast. <laughs> like, as far as, like, they're all pretty big names. And then you have Kel Mitchell. Whatever. I like him. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Let's move on to episode two here. So we have Ditch Day Afternoon from Season 2, which aired October 18th, 1997. Mm-hmm. And the it's a TV... play on Dog Day Afternoon. Oh. And the TV Guide description is, On the day Keenan and Kel play hooky, they get tangled up in a bank robbery and end up on a newscast. Yeah. And Dog Day Afternoon, since I know Katie doesn't know this, is about a bank robbery in Brooklyn where things go wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, the title makes sense. Got it. <laughs> So the show starts off where they're in front of the studio audience again, and Keenan is basically saying the show's going to be great. There's going to be all this hazardous waste, a whole bunch of other things that are dangerous and messy. And Kel's like, no, my new contract says that we can't get into trouble, so we can't do this. Keenan and Kel will not be getting in any trouble in any way. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kel, there's just one problem. What? See, troublesome situations... Equals funny. And we want the show to be funny, don't we, baby? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like that my contract did. Oh, yeah, I see, the, in trouble. I see the contract. No, we got a Balloon, please. Balloon? Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Man, what you doing with my... No, oh. Oh. my mama had to type that in. Yeah. And, and then you don't... No, no. Bye-bye, pretty hype at the beginning of this one like he was getting he was jumping around <laughs> stuff but uh the crowd clearly likes him more like, yeah <laughs> the cheers for him were much louder which makes me say how the fuck didn't he get that saturday night live gig did he audition for saturday night live too they both auditioned for snl and keenan got, the, got did, the role did they audition at the same time i think so yeah oh maybe they could only have one of them one black person well i just meant one from that duo Racist. gosh Katie. <laughs> um i've just meant because they're so well-known. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but they're wearing the baggiest clothes I've, like, ever seen. Keenan's outfit is objectively horrible. <laughs> He's wearing, like, this army-type print shirt. Yeah. And over it, a giant brown suede jacket. I wasn't really paying attention to their outfits. And then he was wearing khakis. And Kel is wearing a blue velour shirt. <laughs> it's velour. <laughs> and a backwards hat. Yeah. Gotta wear the backwards hats, bud. Yeah. We start in school. Spanish class. Keenan and Janet are trading insults to one another. When the teacher starts class, and first of all, LOL, what? <laughs> Her name is Miss Queso. Yeah, I looked it up on IMDb, and it's spelled K-A-S-O, not queso as in cheese, but right. it's obviously a play on that. 
Every one of her lines is brilliant. <laughs> her first one is, today we'll be learning how to order Chinese food in Spanish. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to go through all of her lines that she has right now. Okay. Uh, today we are going to learn why French people don't speak Spanish. <laughs> That's really it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> those are the two I wrote down. <laughs> then she's just asking the delivery guy why he's still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Kel comes in late, and it's because he was getting Keenan's Spintendo out of his locker. Yeah, Janet rolls on them real fast. Like, that's a video game. Video games are not allowed. Yeah. She's smug as fuck. <laughs> and stanky. <laughs> yeah. Mama didn't teach her how to bathe. Um, yeah, so Miss Queso says that the punishment for having the video game and being late to class is that the two of them have to sing a Spanish song on Friday. Yep. Even though it's a half day. I know. It's a day for kids to have fun. Come on. <laughs> so uh, then we go to Rigby's. Yep. Kel has found a Spanish song and he does a beautiful dance. Yeah. Uh, Keenan is trying to resist, but eventually he joins in. Chris is having none of it. Well, when Kel is first dancing, Keenan asks if there's a raccoon in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> but then he can't resist the urge and even has little, uh, what are they called? I don't know. I couldn't think of the name of what those are called. Some little maracas. like finger symbols. Yeah. <laughs> Not Either symbols. Way. The they like make a little clacking noise. Yeah. The hand clackers. <laughs> uh, Chris is having none of this hullabaloo. Yes. Which is hullabaloo. hullabaloo. Chris is upset because Friday, gosh, it's inventory day, and he's got to count every item in the store. And which, it's going to take him all day, which seems like. Actually, not that long. It seems like with the amount of little things they have in there, yeah. it seems like it would take a really long time. Oh, see, no, I was thinking it's going to take him all day. That store is so small. It's small, but like, I don't know. It just seemed like there was so much little things in there. I don't know. I did inventory at Toys R Us. Oh, really? And, like, I've never done inventory anywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Keenan's like, oh, too bad I can't help because I have school. But Kel throws him under the bus and says, no, it's a half day. And then he goes back to dancing. <laughs> oh, man. Flash to the Thompson home. Or, wait, they're not Thompsons. They're the Rockmores. Rockmore. Flash <laughs> to the Rockmore home. <laughs> yeah. And this is what I think was maybe one of your favorite lines that Keenan says. Did you catch it? Which one? When he's, like, complaining about how he has to sing this song and he has to do inventory. And he says, a boy shouldn't have this much stress in his life. No, I didn't catch that you didn't at all. Catch that? No. <laughs> but Kel is eating Funyuns and drinking orange soda, and Keenan is eating Doritos, and it's yeah. that old school packaging. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where Keenan comes up with his scheme to get out of everything. Yes, because Kyra comes in and she's sick. <coughs> Kyra, you sound awful. Child, you are burning up. You get right up into your bag. No school for you for the rest of the week. Oh, that poor baby. <laughs> Why must you have that mischievous look on your face? Hey, girl. Oh, you and I are feeling kind of sick, too. You know what that means? You and I are taking Friday off the whole night. We're going to ditch school and ditch work. Oh, yeah, don't say, oh. It's be fun. Last time you said we were going to have fun, I ended up butt naked in the zoo. That yeah, was the first time I ever heard a giraffe giggle. <laughs> but, but, but Keenan, look, we ditching on Friday and that's all there is to it. So Keenan 
writes a note for himself, basically says that he has an earache and he won't be at school and that Kel has an infected tongue. I liked how he signed the note, hugs and kisses. Right. (laughs) Uh, And it was from his dad, right? I think so. (laughs) So he has a messenger service come to bring it to school. Turtle messenger service. (laughs) This guy is crazy. He's like some California stoner surfer guy who has the worst red hair ever. It looks like a wig, right? He reminds me of like a Jim Brewer character from like Half-Baked. I don't know who Jim Brewer is. You seen Half-Baked? When I was 14. I don't even know why I reference things with you. <laughs> anyway, yes, bad red hair. He was a ditcher. He ditched school all the time, man. And like, whoa, I went to this school. Whoa. He's a stoner for sure. And now he's a messenger, basically yeah. saying, if you do this, this is where you're going to end up. I mean, that's not what he's saying, but that's what the show is saying. Right. <laughs> so he brings that in, and that's when... Miss Queso is talking about why French people don't speak Spanish. Uh, they, Kel and Keenan, go to the bank because they need money for their day off, I guess. They need money for the arcade and then to go see a movie. All right. And they have to make a withdrawal. And I guess they don't have ATMs in Chicago. Or they probably didn't have an ATM card. Oh, maybe that. Uh, I had one at that age. I don't think I did. I got one in 10th grade. But Keenan's like, this is going to be the best day ever. And then robbers come into the bank. Keenan's reaction is great. Says, oh, guess all right, we're going to go. We're not supposed to be here right now. No, we, we got to go to school. We're not supposed to be here. <laughs> uh, and they get Keenan and Kel to help take the money out. And Kel says, oh, what about these people's wallets and jewelry? Do you want those too? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, good idea. Give us that too. But he has them basically switch places so that Keenan is getting the wallets and jewelry and Kel is going to go get the money. And he's like, I'm going to make these two even stacks so that you guys don't get shortchanged. So like you get yeah. equal share. And then he like gets hot. And so he turns around and there's a fan and he turns the fan on and then the cash blows all over the floor. <laughs> and then the crazy. robbers are like falling over each other trying to pick it up off the ground. Let's talk about how Apparently, every person in the city is watching this bank robbery on the news. <laughs> yeah. Keenan's parents and sister watching. They're home in the middle of the day, on right. a school day. Well, I can understand why one of them would be, at least, to watch the daughter. I guess. Because she's pretty young to leave alone. I think she was like 9 or 10 at this point. Oh, I was definitely home alone when I was sick at that age. No, not me. <laughs> uh, if it was just for the day, yeah, I was definitely home alone. But, I don't remember how early that started happening, but at her age, I definitely would have been home alone. Um, so that's for sure. The dad gets popcorn because he's excited about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a car chase. <laughs> yeah. Then at school, apparently they're watching it. Like the AV club must have brought a TV into there. <laughs> no, that TV was already there. Okay. Yeah. It has uh, like a Mexican blanket draped over it. It was at the beginning too. The delivery dude is still there just sitting down in class. Yeah, he's literally in somebody's desk. <laughs> Chris is watching on a little TV because a delivery guy there is like, oh, I brought some stuff. And he's like, oh, no, more things to inventory. And he's like, no, just have Keenan do it. Have Keenan do it. He'll do it. It's like, no, Keenan's sick. That was like a comically small TV. It was like a six-inch TV. I mean, I remember those. I don't... Like the little yeah, portable ones you'd bring I remember yeah. them, but it was like so small. Maybe it was eight inches, but yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. tiny. That's what she said. Uh <laughs> Kel 
at this point has handcuffed himself to his ankle. Yeah, he sees the handcuffs on the security guard who passed out. And yeah, he attaches one end to his ankle and the other to his wrist. And they're like opposite. So it's like his right wrist and his left ankle. And the robber wants him to come over and he can't really stand up because of how he's handcuffed. And he ends up falling over everywhere. This is his clumsy clumsiness coming through. He knocks over like all of the signs and then the like rope thing that makes the line for the bank. Keenan and Cal are more afraid of being found out that they ditched school than they are of the robbers. Real quick. So this is where um, the robbers emulate Keenan and Kel. So Kel says that he got discombobulated yeah. and the robbers are like, discombobulated. <laughs> I must have missed that part. Uh, either way, they convince the robbers to let everyone else go, but keep a couple hostages so that they're serious. And the extras stampede everyone. And again, just if you go back and watch like their faces and mannerisms, it's hilarious. Yeah, they have their arms literally in the air, like waving them around. Um, <laughs> at this point, like all the news is saying, oh, there's these two brave teenagers who've done this. And everyone's like, oh, man, that's crazy. It's they crazy. are true heroes. And they cut back to the uh, school. And this is one of my favorite lines. When she says, the teacher says something to the delivery guys, like, easy there, Aunt B. And, like, that was hilarious <laughs> to me. That's a reference to the Andy Griffith show. Oh. Aunt B was a character on there. And it just reminds me also of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, where Leon is trying to, like, who that? Aunt B? Who am I going to jack off to over here? Aunt B? There's no pictures. Just pictures of all white ladies in here. Because <laughs> Larry can, confronts him and says that he, uh, like, jacked off on their, on their uh, comforter or something. Oh. It's a ridiculous episode. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who Aunt B was that they were referencing. But the robber yells out the door, their list of demands, and says that they want, was it like a million in unmarked bills? Mm-hmm. And then... A million in marked bills. A million in marked bills. And Kel's like, an orange soda. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually he gets him to say it. Orange yeah. soda. And they're like, why? And he's like, I love orange soda. And one of the robbers says, is that true? And Keenan says, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then Kel is like, I do, I do, I do, I do, ooh. And the news picks up on what the robbers' demands are and mentions orange soda. Yeah. And I think it's Kyra that's like, that sounds like Kel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eventually the robbers decide to give up and they go out and the news is going to come in to see who these heroic teens are. It's time to introduce the nation to the two brave boys. Yep. And they're running away. <laughs> uh, so they get caught and they just apologize to everyone on the news. What do you heroes have to say? Always go to school. Stay in school. Never did school. Oh, school is cool. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. Sorry, Mama, Daddy. Kyra. Yeah. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, Miss Queso. The messenger's like, those are the sick dudes. Oh, and he does sick in air quotes. He did yeah. that at the beginning, too, when he yeah. gave the note to Miss Queso. They're sick. They're sick in air quotes. <laughs> uh, leads us to the closing skit in front of the studio audience. Kel still has uh, the bank money, apparently. And Keenan comes up with a scheme to make some more money before they return it to the bank. <laughs> ah, here it goes. Yup. The end. 
I can't, I don't know if I like this one better or worse than the other one. Probably around the same, except for the fact that I like fell asleep during it. <laughs> Which is why I had to watch it twice. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I was really tired. I went to bed at like 2.30 in the morning last night. So I did think this had funny stuff. It has the nonsense word both with Keenan and Kel's reactions and then them yeah. getting that flipped on them. It has the orange soda lines, which is great. It has Funyuns and Doritos. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a good one. Again, if, I don't know if it would necessarily make me watch more of them. So I'll probably give it two and a half hullabaloos. All right. I like this one more than the last one. Uh, partly just on the strength of Miss Queso's short time <laughs> on there and Janet. Uh, Kel's dancing was great. The delivery guy was great. <laughs> I I really liked this one, so I'm going to give it four Who Loves Orange Sodas Whoa. out of five. Four? Four Who Loves Orange Sodas out of five, baby. We can clearly tell who the Keenan and Kel fan is in the room. It's me. <laughs> oh, man. So some last things here. Keenan, as I feel like most people know at this point, he has done Saturday Night Live for the past 15 years. 15? 15 seasons. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. He is the longest tenured. Huh. Or he has been like on that long. He's also the first SNL cast member. To be born after the show premiered. Oh. Huh. I mean, there's been more since yeah, then, since but then, yeah. he was the first one. That's crazy. Yeah, I knew that he was on the show for a while. I didn't realize it was 15 years. Yeah. And when I saw him get that role on Saturday Night Live, I was so happy for him because you knew that was just like his dream, right? Yeah. Like, he did all that for so long, and that was kind of like... The kid version of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And to then get onto the show itself. And he has some really good characters on there. Yeah. He holds the record for most impressions. On oh, the show. really? Yeah. Like, and that's his thing. He does impressions. I like, I like when they do Black Family Feud. That's funny. Um, one or, of my favorite. Black Jeopardy. Yeah. I, I was thinking Black Jeopardy. One of my favorite ones, and he only has a small part in this. It's a Taron Killam sketch called The Legend of Mo Kiki. And he's kind of like, um, this like weird jungle guy who does this weird dance. And I think Winona Ryder. Oh no, it's uh Anne Hathaway is in it. Okay. And Keenan plays like this guy who's narrating it. And that's the one I know him from the most. Cause I've seen it probably like 50 times. Okay. I don't know it, but I'll look it up. He does the sloppy swish. <laughs> <laughs> they were both on, as we'd mentioned earlier, the, all that reunion special on wild and out. And Nick Cannon was actually on Keenan and Kel for four episodes. Oh, really? He played a geeky delivery guy. And Nick Cannon was also on all that, right? Yeah. So, I, I like Nick Cannon. Uh, I, I enjoy things with Nick Cannon. And Drumline. Keenan and Kel were on all that at the same time that they were on yes, Keenan and Kel. Correct. And I think they were on all that for a year longer than they were on, like, after Keenan yeah. and Kel ended. And my last thing here is a quote from Coolio. Uh, when asked which character he, he liked better, Keenan or Cal, and he said, Cal, excuse my French, wouldn't have been shit without Keenan, and Keenan wouldn't have been shit without Cal. They go hand in hand. That's a good way to describe them. Yep. 
And so Coolio liked them both. And I like Coolio. Coolio's great. <laughs> that theme song is great. The theme song is great because, like, it's so, so super 90s. Yeah. Like, it's old Coolio with the hair. Does yeah. he still have his hair like that? He can't, I don't right? know. I haven't seen a picture of Coolio. But he has, like, the hair um, spiking out, mm-hmm. and they're riding in the car, and their clothes are so 90s, and then... At the end, they're sitting on the couch, and Keenan and Kel comes on, and they watch it. And the it always ends with on uh, Nick, 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 as part of the song. <laughs> oh, which really? Which was like, okay. <laughs> so that was like the commercial thing. Yeah, yeah. Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's Keenan and Kel. Cool. Next week, we're going to be doing something uh, slightly different. Uh, Pretty I, different. Yeah. I have convinced Katie that every five episodes, we should do a 90s movie. And so next week, we're going to start with the classic, The Mighty Ducks. Which is not my favorite Mighty Ducks movie, because that would be D2, The Mighty Ducks. We can do that one later. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah, start with the start with the Ridge yeah. and go from there. And Keenan's not in the first one. He's in the second one only, right? Correct. Uh, so we'll talk about... But, I mean, the original has some characters from some other 90s shows. You know, we got Josh Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Conway. Why can't I think of the girl who plays Connie? She's in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Uh, Marg, Mag, Marg, Morrow, something Morrow. Marguerite Morrow. Marguerite Morrow, yeah. Oh, I was mixing her up with the girl from D2. <laughs> uh, one of the kids in there is De Nunez from The Sandlot. There's a lot of people in it. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> I love Mighty Ducks. Yeah. <clears throat> and I can't wait to just talk all about how Gordon Bombay is a shitty coach. Yeah, True has, like, this whole thing with Mighty Ducks where he wrote, like, a fourth movie uh, premise. Me, me and a couple friends came up with a premise. I'll go over it next week. <laughs> I've got it. Uh, so we'll deal with that as we come to it. <laughs> but in the meantime, please listen to us, subscribe, follow, do whatever. We're at TFGIF Podcast on most all social media <laughs> platforms. Yeah. And I don't need to plug any episodes for that one because it's a movie. And so you can just go watch the movie. But if you do listen to us, please rate, review, any of those things. Yep. We appreciate it. Definitely subscribe. That way the episodes get downloaded right away and you don't have to think about us later and then not have any data in order to download us because that happened to me um, like a week and a half ago when my sister used all of our data. Stephanie. Katie has a technology addiction, and (laughs) I need to break her of it. No, it's not happening. It's well established at this point. Yeah, (laughs) it's going to happen. Anyway, until next Friday. Bye. Bye.